Go green. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company. Go to greenchef.com slash AMR80 and use code AMR80 to get $80 off across four boxes, including free shipping on your first box. How cool or warm is this? Ember Wave is the first non-medical wearable device that helps you feel cooler or warmer at the press of a button. To get this limited time offer, go to emberwave.com slash AMR for $50 off at checkout. Theragun is a handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combination of depth, speed, and power. And now it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. Try Theragun risk-free for 30 days by going to theragun.com slash AMR. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I'm joined by Tish Hamilton. Hello, Tish. Hi, Sarah. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm I'm doing just fine. Thank you. Oh my goodness, but you are not about to go into uh, the five boroughs and run 26.2 miles this weekend as you had been planning on doing. That is right. This weekend was supposed to be the New York City Marathon, and it was supposed to be the 50th anniversary Mm. of the New York City Marathon, and I was so excited about it. I I qualified for it. I had already picked out my my, um, sweet sweatshirt I was going to buy at the expo in my head. (laughs) (laughs) You had all the details mapped. I had all the details mapped out, um, and uh, uh, yeah, so... um, you know, I know there are bigger problems in the world, yes. but but I think uh, for some reason this this one is it must be my like my disappointment consolidator because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I pretty much made peace with a lot of things that have been canceled, travel plans, holidays, all that. But but I'm really bummed about not running the marathon this year. Oh no, disappointment consolidator! It sounds like something you hear a cheesy ad for. If you need a disappointment consolidator, we're here to help. <laughs> um, but tell us why it is particularly that New York, the New York City Marathon, is so special to you, Tish. Yeah, you know, I, I it was my first marathon back in 1989, a hundred years ago, um, <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I haven't. I mean, I haven't run it every year. That would be crazy, but, uh-huh. but I have run it. I think ten times, and I and you know, because that's not crazy. That's that's not, not crazy. That's my kind of crazy. <laughs> but it's over a lot of years. It's more than yeah. thirty years. That's how old sure. I am. Yeah. Um, but you know, I've always done a fall marathon, or mostly, you know, and it just. I was talking to my uh, my best running friend this morning. We were talking about like she was supposed to run New York too, and we were going to do it together. And like, mm. like what do we what do we miss about it? And and part of it's the process, right? Having mm-hmm. a goal on the calendar and the training, you mm-hmm. know, the 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 reason to be training hard and and putting in the miles with an end goal and insight. And also yeah. just the whole week leading up to New York City Marathon, you know, because it's so big, there are 50,000 people running it. It, it attracts a huge international contingent. Uh, mm-hmm. And that just, it feels like the whole city is vibrating with the electric energy of the, mm-hmm. of the marathon. And, and so that, that, you know, that makes life exciting for a good long while. And then of course yeah. there's the achievement of having done it, right? And you can ride yeah. that high for a good couple of weeks afterwards. <laughs> and I'm thinking that since you live in New Jersey and you know, you've lived in that area for a long time, I assume that you have a lot of people who come out and watch you along different parts of the course. Yeah, you know, and, and there are, you know, 
to people like all my um, my my civilian friends and non-running division, um, they, they know to ask like, "Are you running the marathon?" Oh yes, oh yeah. <laughs> I think I've I think I've told this story before, but um, I ran New York City once and only once. It was 1999, and I was standing in line at the you know waiting for um, packet pickup. And talking to the person in front of me, and I was like, oh, yeah, you know, talking about, I was like, oh, yeah, this is my second marathon, da, da, da. I'm like, oh, how many marathons have you run? And I, the person's answer was like, you know, five. I'm like, oh, which ones? And they got this weird look on their face like, what? There's other marathons? They're like, oh, no, I've run New York all those times. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When you say, no, I'm not doing New York, but I'm doing Philadelphia. It's always like, oh, well, how long is that marathon? <laughs> or, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so tell us how you qualified for that, because that's, that's intriguing. Um, well, it's, it's, uh, it's a program that's actually since been discontinued. So, mm. um, uh, Make so people so envious that, regardless. Yeah. loophole. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they used to have this program where you could run um, a, a, a marathon or even a half marathon in a certain time that was, mm -hmm. you know, like it was uh, graded to age and gender, of course. Um, mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, the half marathon times were softer. They were easier oh. to achieve than the marathon times. Wow. Like, yeah, I know. I have no idea why. Maybe that's why they discontinued it. <laughs> right. Somebody was like, hey, George, you know, we did the math wrong on that. We should have added, we should have added time for the marathon, not subtracted. <laughs> Somebody made a mistake a long time ago and it stuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I managed to squeak in with, I forget what, my, what time I needed. Let, we'll just say for the sake of argument, it was something like 155 and I ran, you know, 154. 39 or something like that yeah. true, true to your squeaker <laughs> um, roots i like it exactly exactly <laughs> i reckon i'm always always doing that uh, just 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 enough to get in uh, um, but uh but you know new york is hard to get into like it, you yes. know it, it's it's um i think the acceptance rate is like under 10 percent because of all the programs that they've got so Wow, uh, that was my way of squeaking in, and and uh, because it's not being run this year, they did allow us to defer it to wow. a future event, mm -hmm. um, and that will probably be my last one because you know it's just too hard to get in. So yeah, well, I mean, okay. you could you could always put your name into the lottery, and I wonder if they're still going to do that if you get what is it if you don't make it in for three times, then the fourth time. They yeah, something. yeah, I think that's been discontinued too. Oh. I mean, it's all like we'll just we'll have to see, right? The, the someone, future times. What's someone future came time in, and just right? gave all the the uh, the loopholes a haircut. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's all oh, all well. gone. Oh uh, well, that's too bad that you won't be doing that this weekend, and that other people won't be doing that as well. Well, yeah. So my my uh, my friend and I, what we're going to do is we're going to do not the New York City Marathon. Mm -hmm. And and what that is is twenty six point two kilometers. Oh, nice. <laughs> now there's a leap, loophole that I can slip through. I like it. <laughs> I think you're writing about. Oh, you're writing a blog post about that for us. In the I, I am. I next am. Month. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, that's awesome. Whose idea was that? 
mine. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. Creative. Uh-huh. I can see that as a former editor. Yeah, there, are all these, all these, there are all these virtual races. Like you could, I could do a virtual near sea marathon, but I'm not going to do that. It's a lot of, it's a long way to go all by my own self with nobody cheering me on. Right. No way, man. <laughs> so do the math for us. 26.2 K equals yeah, well, that's a really good question because we didn't do the math until like last week and they're like, uh-oh, that's actually 16.2 miles. <laughs> that's pretty far. <laughs> hey, we got to start training. Hey, wait a minute. That's I know. <laughs> Last weekend, we did a 15-miler separately because I was out of town. Um, uh-huh. They're like, okay, we did one training run. We got this. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So did you get like swag made up for it? You know, like, I don't know. You got to so drag tapes out and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we, we're going to drag out our, uh, you know, near sea marathon has these awesome parkas, post ah. parkas. There's more than just a sheet. It's like a fleece lined thing. And we both no had ours last year. So we're going to get um, her husband to stand at our air quote finish line and, and have the parkas. And <laughs> nice. Very nice. <laughs> like we finished. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, that's going to be awesome. And you're doing that on Sunday. Well, we were going to do it on Sunday, but you know, we prefer to do our long runs on Saturdays uh, mm. to, to clear the decks for the weekend and um, mm-hmm. for the, you know, Saturday night glass of wine or whatever. So, <laughs> Woo-hoo! Not the New York City Marathon. We can move it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and so you two will be together when you do it or yeah, no? Yep, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, I have um, something exciting and different on my horizon, which I always like to have um, and is a rarity these days. I, um, as we record this, it's Wednesday. And on Thursday, I'm doing a photo shoot with a bunch of real mother runners here in Portland. That sounds fun. It is fun. I We typically do our photo shoots for pictures for our website and social media and you know newsletters and that sort of thing. And so I have... Um, so we just are in need of some fresh photos. And I, looking back over the old ones, I'm like, oh, I can't invite her because she's in like half of the photos that we use all the time. So I'm going <laughs> to cast the net a little wider and find some new people. So I'm really excited. And it looks like it's going to be good weather. And I scouted out some good locations, got a couple of people bringing their dogs, one woman bringing a baby and her jogging stroller. And so it's going to be, it's going to be fun. So do you have like new new merch? We do. We do. We have our first um, capsule collection for the main store. So um, Katie, our um, marketing head, she's, she told me that. I'm like, what word is that? What? Huh? And she told me like five times. And so I'm just a special, you know, launching, I guess maybe five or six new pieces all at the same time. And so I think we introduced that to the in our store on November 9th, because it takes a little while to, um, you know, get the photos and choose them and do the listings. And then I'm thinking people next week might not be paying attention too much to other websites. Um, <laughs> so I don't know, there might be something else that they're paying attention to. I can't remember I don't know what why. it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, their attention might be diverted. So yeah, so we're waiting for that week to clear out. And then March 9th, but or March 9th, November 9th. So I'm just, I'm excited for that photo shoot. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see the new stuff. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yes. So, and then, um, well, you know, the good thing about you doing your run on Saturday is then you don't have to deal with the fall back thing. Cause we switched to standard time this weekend. I know we get an oh. extra hour of sleep and I am yeah. looking forward to that. 
Looking forward to that, but not looking forward to the darkness that follows. Well, Sin, we're talking about darkness today. I tell you, I, uh, my friend and I ran this morning, um, uh-huh. and we finished, and it was still pitch black. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's, I, I, that's hard. <laughs> it, it is hard. I mean, it, you get, it's sort of like, you know, when warm weather sets in, in the, you know, in the late spring, you're like, oh, I'll never get used to this. And you do. Right. And there is something I find a little special about running under cover of darkness. It makes me feel extra badass. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but it is still kind of rough, and I always hard, think that it's morning. It is, and it it always seems so dark when you are looking out from a lit house. You know, you're in your kitchen and the lights are on, and then it's oh my gosh, it's so dark out there. But then once you get out there, you realize it's not as dark as it seems. Once you're yeah, amidst. yeah. So my my neighborhood has got pretty good like street lights. Oh, you know, the okay. loop that we do is is pretty well lit up. How about yours? Oh no, very, very few street lights. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, you know, who knows? They take up too much energy or something. So um, yeah, that's funny. I don't, we have some, but not a, not a ton of them. Yeah. So, so as you alluded to, that is what we're going to be talking about today, which, and this episode is part of our routine series. And uh, this time we're talking to three women runners about running in the evening. So the dark on the other end of the day than you and I usually experience and I figured the topic is especially salient right now with the nights getting longer, the days getting shorter. So Tish and I will welcome the nighttime runners after this break. Stay with us. Dinner time, my family has gone green. Green Chef, that is. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company. Meal plans include vegan, vegetarian, paleo, and keto. Use code AMR80 to get $80 off across four boxes, including free shipping on your first box at greenchef.com AMR80. Over the years, we've tried many meal kits, and Green Chef is far and away our family favorite. For loads of reasons. For me in the kitchen, I love that the ingredients come pre-measured, perfectly portioned, and mostly prepped. It means, at the end of a stressful day, it's a whole lot easier to get an incredibly tasty and wholesome meal on the table. With Green Chef's wide variety of high-quality, clean ingredients, you can feel great about what you're eating and how it got to your table. Like the apple and farro bowls we've made which were a truly scrumptious combination of kale, apple, dried cherries, farro, and get this, sauteed beets and Brussels sprouts. My vegetarian teens truly gobbled it down. As with every Green Chef meal, my 15-year-old son exclaimed, this is really good, mom, really good. We've enjoyed both vegan and vegetarian Green Chef meals, and we love the diverse array of options to choose from each week. An easy to prepare orange miso tofu complete with green beans and red chard was a huge hit in our house, especially the pre-prepared ginger lime peanut sauce. Go to greenchef.com slash AMR80 and use code AMR80 to get $80 off across four boxes, including free shipping on your first box. That's greenchef.com slash AMR80 and use code AMR80, yes, AMR80, to get $80 off across four boxes, including free shipping on your first box. Us women runners can be all over the place with our body temperature. Chilly for hours after a morning run, downright cold while at the playground with our kids or watching them play sports, and too hot, way too hot, during the night. Emberwave is a brilliant solution. Emberwave is the first non-medical wearable device that helps you feel cooler or warmer at the press of a button. It looks similar to a watch or sleep bracelet. Electrosensors on the inside of your wrist send signals that gently cool you down or warm you up. My Emberwave has been my salvation after the late season swims Molly and I have been doing. Rather than shivering on the drive home, I slip on my Ember Wave and set it to warm. Quickly, the chill melts away and I'm left feeling cozy 
and triumphant. And I appreciate it so much at night, especially with our extra hot little dog snuggling up against me in bed. Sheesh. With the simple push of a button, I can cool down and cuddle with Augie. Ember is offering our listeners $50 off. To get this limited time offer, go to embrwave.com slash AMR, and the discount will automatically be applied at checkout. That's $50 off your order today. Go to embrwave.com slash AMR. Again, that's emberwave.com slash AMR. Gals, the struggle is real. This stress thing is unrelenting. And as Dimity often points out, our bodies don't differentiate the stress of running a challenging workout from, say, the grind of distance learning coupled with work deadlines. All of this means muscle pain and tension can become a constant in our lives. Enter Theragun, the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, power, and speed. Put more simply, Theragun soothes aching muscles and lets tense muscles relax. Like me, you might have seen or even demoed a Theragun at a race expo. Oh, those were the days. The all-new Gen 4 Theragun is now as quiet as an electric toothbrush. I love the guided sessions via the Theragun app, making the device so easy to use. The sessions suggest which attachments to use and where to place it so the device can be super efficient at targeting and releasing all your crucial areas. Try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need, starting at only $199. Go to theragun.com AMR right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today and try it risk-free for 30 days. That's theragun.com AMR, T-H-E-R-A-G-U-N.com AMR. Our first nighttime runner is Jill Maxey. Jill is a longtime Bammer Baster, meaning that she goes out and um, promotes AMR far and wide to anybody who will listen. Jill is a Michiganer and a medical assistant and a mom of three. Uh, she's a longtime runner. She shifted to running at night about a decade ago. Welcome to the show, Jill. Hi, great to have um, Great to be here, I should say. Good, good. <laughs> Hi, Jill. So uh, this is Tish. Um, can you tell us the ages of your kids, please? Sure. Um, I have more grown kids. So my oldest is 20, going to be 22 in December. And then my middle one is 18. And then my youngest is 15. So I have all big kids. Mm-hmm. All right. Big kids. Mm-hmm. Um, not all big. <laughs> um, <laughs> So um, uh, Sarah says you're a longtime runner. Um, can you tell us about uh, what uh, distances are your favorite to run? Um, my favorite distance to race is probably a half marathon. I, um, I've done almost a dozen of them. I've done one full and a bunch of like 5Ks and 10Ks. Um, I'm not really keen on the sprinting part, so mm-hmm. you know 5Ks and 10Ks, but um, I do like um, an eight or 10 miler. If I just could run that distance, that would be great. But racing, I'd have to say a half marathon. Nice, nice. So as I mentioned in your intro, you haven't always run under the cover of dark. So what prompted you to switch to running in the evening? So my husband took a job out of state about 11 years ago. Hmm. And I had three kids at home, two in elementary school and one was in preschool, and I wasn't getting anything done during the day because I was working, and then during, like, after school, we were doing scouts and karate and science lumpia and all that stuff, so it wasn't working then, so they would go to sleep, and I would literally run up 
one side of the block and down the other side of the block so, in the dark. Wow. wow. How long of a block are we talking? Uh, well, if I, it's like three, three tenths of a mile. Oh, okay. If I oh. go, um, so it's like one K if I do the whole, the whole thing, like there and back is with one K. Oh, okay. Well, because uh, I live in, we have much shorter um, east-west blocks. I'm like, wow, that'd be really a lot. Of, it'd be like swimming practically. Uh, oh, yeah. No. <laughs> you're doing flip turns <laughs> while you run. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If I do five, like five loops around the block, it's, it's a 5K. So. Uh-huh. And would you like stop back to, you know, make sure the house wasn't on fire or like, did you carry a monitor? Or? Yeah, I had, um, I had baby monitor mm-hmm. and I had my next door neighbor who, um, she was really good. Her, her and I are really good friends. We actually run a lot together now. Mm. Um, but she would, you know, she'd watch the house. My parents live across the street. Oh, wow. So I would, you know, I would always let them know I'm going up and down the block, you know, 10 times or whatever. <laughs> and okay, okay, we'll watch. And, and, you know, every couple laps, I would poke my head in and see. And because my oldest one at that time, she was um, like in fourth or fifth grade. Mm-hmm. So she, she had the phone, you know, mm-hmm. and she, she kind of was if anything happens, you know, call me or call grandma or call Miss Courtney next door or something like that. So, um, so I, I didn't just like abandon my children. <laughs> <laughs> There's other people that were watching out for them too. So nice, nice, nice. So you had mentioned to me earlier that you enjoy the quiet of running at night. So, but do you have any advice for gals who find the silence unnerving instead of enjoyable? Um, for me, I just find that I can hear things better um hmm. like i can just enjoy the the sounds of of what's out there like the trees and i live by the water so i can if i go down a couple particular streets i can hear the crashing of the waves like against the sea walls and and I, I seem to be more in tune with um like at nighttime you can hear the frogs in the springtime and mm-hmm. um we have some deer in one particular area so you really have to be conscious of the sounds over there because if there's a mama deer and there's baby deer and you spook the baby deer, mom comes after you. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, so for me, I, I kind of enjoy that I can hear when there's a car coming mm-hmm. or I can, in, I can hear when there's somebody else walking or, you know, dogs barking, things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, so Jill, speaking of, of, uh, cars coming, um, when you're running in the dark, what kind of gear do you have to, so that you are aware that so you're safe and, and can be seen? So I have um, knuckle lights. Mm, nice. And I, um, I've i had like, I think every single pair that knuckle light has put out. <laughs> um, kind of so you have, the recharge- you have the rechargeable ones now? I have the rechargeable ones, yeah. Which are the best. Um, I have, yeah. Yes. I those. And, Mm-hmm. And I like that I can just loop them through my water belt. I always carry a water belt because I always carry my phone mm-hmm. and an inhaler. Um, so I can just loop it through the parts where you're supposed to hold them at. And then I don't actually have to hold anything. Oh. Mm-hmm. So that works, you know, keeps my hands free. Um, and then I wear the Knox gear vest, mm-hmm. the 360 vest. Uh-huh. So, you know, I can do whatever color I feel like doing that night or <laughs> pattern. Flashing. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And then I have... From Wazelle, they have quite a few uh, reflective gear. Yeah. So, um, so I wear those. I have a couple pair that I have in rotation. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in the summertime, it's called uh, safety skin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it goes on. It's a little tube. It goes on like deodorant. And you just 
wipe it on your skin until you can see the silver and then it makes you completely reflective. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, so. Mm -hmm. yeah, so I do that. Um, I do have a windbreaker jacket that's a hundred percent reflective, mm. but um, it, it you can really only wear that in the winter time when you have to put layers under it because it kind of really holds the heat in because uh -huh. it's not yes. the most breathable <laughs> fabric. Uh -huh. um, but that's pretty much what I do. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So. Nice. Nice, nice. So we're going to sprinkle in some questions uh, suggested by our, the gals on our Facebook page, as we often do. Sure. So um, given your profession, that you're a medical assistant, I'm thinking that you might be well qualified to respond to this question from Stacy, who, who asks, she says she's on her feet all day and she struggles with being able to put in harder and faster workouts during the week, especially on tired and aching feet. So meaning, you know, that she's been standing all day at work right. and then go out and do the workout and um, so she runs through some stretches before heading out and that's helpful, but she'd love to know how other people kind of ease the transition from that work standing to being on your feet and running. Um, I'm probably, I'm probably not the best person to ask this question to, because um, I just go. Oh. <laughs> um, you, do, you don't think just go? Mm -hmm. yep. I don't think I just go, but I'm also... When I start running, I'm starting at nine or 10 o'clock at night. Oh. So I'm not like coming home and doing, you know, just changing and going out. I'm coming home. I'm chauffeuring my kid to band. Mm -hmm. I'm coming home making dinner. We're eating dinner. I'm going back and picking him up. And then I come home and then I change and then I go run at 930, you know, nine o'clock, 930 at night. So for me, um, I do have a little bit of downtime from when I get home from work to when I actually do run. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, um, but I have a good pair of shoes that I wear at work. You know, I, I wear tennis shoes all day at work. Mm. So that, that is a good thing for me. I don't have to, you know, I don't have to wear heels. I don't have to wear, you know, I don't have to dress up. I pretty much wear pajamas all day and then I change into <laughs> running clothes. <laughs> So, so Jim, you're really setting us up really well for the, all these questions that we've got from our from our uh, 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 Facebook page. Okay, this one's from Kelly, and you just talked about um, you come home and you eat dinner. So, what Kelly wants to know is how do you handle eating before and after an evening run? So, she said her family eats super early around five thirty, and that would leave her too full for a run afterwards. So, like, how do you handle the eating? So, um, I will sometimes plan dinner based off of what I have on the, like if I'm doing a training run on mm. what I have to do mm. time-wise. Um, so I know that if I eat spaghetti, I'm not going to feel good at nine o'clock at night. Like mm -hmm. it just doesn't sit right. Mm -hmm. So while they're having, like if I make, say make spaghetti, um, I'll have like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and then I'll eat one I, after I run. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we eat, we eat late at my house. I mean, seven o'clock, seven thirty, eight o'clock is not unusual for us to eat mm -hmm. at. Um, and then I just wait like an hour, hour and a half. And then I'm, I go. Wow. Wow. So, um, so I have to ask, how do you find the energy? Cause it at nine or nine 30, well, often at nine 30, I'm going to bed, but at nine, I'm definitely watching Netflix. Like, how do you, how do you rally? <laughs> Like, I don't know. I'm just so tired from work. You know, I, I've never been a morning runner. Hmm. Um, it just doesn't work for me. Like if I do a long run on the weekend, I'm doing it 
earlier in the day or in the afternoon, and then I'm spent for the whole day. Mm. So I think for me, just because I've been doing it for so long, it's like, okay, I know I have to have some energy for nine o'clock and this is the effort I'm putting in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, it's been a long time that I've been doing this. So I just, I feel guilty if I don't, mm-hmm. if it's like nine or nine thirty comes around and I'm still sitting on the couch and mm-hmm. you know, my husband's like, Jill, are you going to go run? And I'm like, mm, maybe. And then he jokes with me cause it takes me like an hour to get my gear on, <laughs> you know, and then I'm like, okay, I'll go now. It's 10 o'clock. All right. Um, so uh, here's a, here's another question then. What time do you go to bed? Like, yeah. Oh, after your run and then what time do you get up in the morning the next day <laughs> so um, I'll usually get in bed around 11 30 um, and then I'm sleeping probably by 11 40 <laughs> I seem to whatever energy I have I just it's gone and then I go to bed um, and then I've been getting up recently since school restarted at about five after six to make sure my son is up so I can drive him to school at, he's got a, you know, I we usually, I usually drop him off about 645 in the morning. I go back home and then most days I have to be back. I have to be to work at 745. Wow. You know, it's so funny listening to Tish and I ask you these questions. It's kind of like when you first find out that in Spain they eat dinner at like 10 or 11 or 12 at night. And he's just like, you meet a Spaniard and like, well, how do you stay up that late? No, I mean, how do you stay up that late? <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I like the night running. I think for me, um, I get to have my whole day. And if I had a crappy day or a good day, I just get to run off those emotions at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm done, like, okay, now I can come home. And now I can be a civil person again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and then I can take a shower, I can eat a snack, and I can go to bed. Uh-huh. Wow. So, and um, so you don't have, I'm amazed that you fall asleep in 10 minutes. I mean, that's, that'd be kind of a record for me. So you don't find that um, being active that late in the day then gets you kind of wired? No, I find, for me, I find the opposite. So if I take a rest day mm. and I'm, I'm up, like I lay in bed for like a good hour. Uh-huh. But the days when I work out that late, I like, I get in bed, my head hits the pillow um, and I'm out a lot of times I'm out before my husband even, you know, if we start getting ready for bed at the same time and he's making sure the door's locked and the lights are off and, you know, the dog's downstairs with the daughter and, mm-hmm. and by the time he comes to into the bedroom, you know, the lights are still all on. I'm sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Night, so, night, honey. Uh, that's, yeah. Can I tell you, it's so yeah. funny. My, like, I can't tell you the number of times I come down in the morning and the front door is like barely even closed, let alone not locked. And I'm just like, really? Like, it, it, Jack, isn't it your job to go around and like be the man and lock the doors and make sure everything's yeah. safe and tight? Uh, yeah, I, I gave up on hoping for that. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, my husband is a very late sleeper. So um, our one daughter, our oldest one, she's home part time and half the time she stays at her boyfriend's house. Uh-huh. So she'll text us like, hey, I'm coming home at, you know, I'll be home at 1130. So he's like, okay. And then our, our middle one, she works at the local pizza place and she's been doing a lot of the closes. Mm. So she doesn't get home till like 11 o'clock, 1130 on a weekday. And then sometimes she doesn't get home till 1 or 130 on a Saturday or Sunday. So he stays up until they get home. And I'm like, Psh, I'll see you. I'll see you in the morning. <laughs> 
not doing this. <laughs> but the days when I work out in the evening, it's it's worse. I'm gone. I'm done. You guys, you guys have a, a very busy, active uh, um, household at at, um, <laughs> at night. So I was thinking the same yes. thing. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so you you mentioned the deer. Um, and the mama deer and the baby deer. And so I was wondering um, if you've had any run-in with critters or other um, standout anecdotes from, from running at night to, uh, to tell our, our listeners. Yeah, I've been, um, I've spooked many a human mm. on a run because they'll hear me like running behind them on the sidewalk. Like if they're walking, they'll hear me running beside them and then or behind them and then they'll turn around and they don't expect to see somebody like all lit up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> they're like, Oh my God, there's a person there. I'm like, Oh, sorry. Um, I've run into possums, like mm-hmm. a mom with a bunch of babies and they kind of scurried along the sidewalk and I had to shut the lights off real quick. So I didn't, you know, do anything. But if I didn't have the lights on, I wouldn't have seen them and I probably would have ran over them. Um, I've, I've come across some skunks. Yeah, skunks. That's, I saw one this morning. I'm like, okay, that's not what I want to see. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time, most of the time around us, you can't see them, but you can smell them. Yeah. <laughs> so, and there's one particular area where they, they must have a nest or something. Cause it always is more skunky in that area. Um, <laughs> And then there's the deer, but I do, there is by us, there's a bank that's a 20, they have a 24 hour drive up ATM. Uh-huh. So whenever I go that way, I always cut through the drive up ATM. Uh-huh. I run through it because it's lit up and it's date and time stamped. Uh-huh. So I'm like, if anything happens to me, yeah. at least I'll know oh I was God. over here at you w- time. You wave at the CCTV camera. I, I do. I do. In the, um, in the pizza place where my daughter works, um, the one kid was taking peace out to the car a couple of weeks ago. And he's like, yeah, there was this lady that was running and she was all lit up. And she's like, Oh yeah, that's my mom. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so whenever he, he sees me and I'm over there, he's like, hi, Haley's mom. <laughs> so there's a crazy person yeah. out there. It's like, Oh yeah, that's my mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like, Oh, Oh, that lady. Yeah. That's my mom. So, so they don't even like, think about it now like they'll just pop their pop their head out the door hi Haley's mom <laughs> hi guys you could you could have Haley tell them your name so yeah yeah well, that would be too easy it's just easier Haley's mom right. oh my goodness all right well Jill thank you for sharing your nighttime adventures with us no problem more people should try it I think if they um if they really tried it they'd enjoy it there's less people out there it's, it's less people as my husband says <laughs> um <laughs> there's less cars there's less dogs it's just uh just you on the outside so uh-huh. i think everybody should should try it at least once as long as you're lit up and you're not scared yeah yeah i love it thank you jill that was great you're welcome our next evening runner guest is lindsay mcroberts of manhattan Kansas, that is. Uh, Lindsay works for Champion Teamwear and got to give a shout out. She's a Bib Brave ambassador. Woo woo. Um, a mom of two boys, ages six and one. And um, Lindsay's been a runner for over six years and she switched to evening running just a few months ago. So welcome to the show, Lindsay. Thanks, guys. Good to be here. Hi, Lindsay. So um, you work for Champion Teamwear and you're a group race ambassador. So you must have a favorite uh, race distance. What is that? Um, 
my favorite race distance for the most part is like the half marathon distance. It's enough that you can't just not train at all for and just kind of walk it out basically. And it's, it's a fun distance to do right now. That's kind of the time frame I have to be able to train is for a half marathon distance, the full marathon, anything more than that really takes right now a significant more time than I have available. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a good accomplishment. It feels like a good accomplishment and plenty of accomplishment too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I, you have a somewhat unique reason for running in the evening. Can you tell us about that, please? Yeah. Um, earlier this year, um, kind of roughly around the time that COVID started really hitting the United States, um, I started having some more significant joint pain. Um, I've always had sore wrists. I don't think I've been able to do a push up for years. Um, just never really thought twice about it. People, I think, trainers thought that I just had weak wrists or whatever made accommodations. But um, this past year, um, January, February timeframe, my legs started to get real, like my knees and my ankles in the morning would be super stiff and hard. Mm. And so um, I do have um, hypothyroid. And so some of the joint pain I was kind of just associating with that being the reason for it. And so when I got my labs back, um, earlier this year, all my labs were perfectly fine. And so I was questioning, um, our clinic and just saying, Hey, I have this joint pain. I thought it might be because my dosage was off, but then basically they said, Nope, everything looks good. And so I requested to have like an inflammation panel, um, Mm -hmm. done on my blood work the next time around, or I guess it was like the next week that I ended up having that done. And that ended up coming up technically positive, which basically just means that there's like, I think it's 200 is the number. If it's above that point, then you're positive. If it's below, you're negative. And so I was extremely positive at that point. And so they suggested I see a rheumatologist. Mm -hmm. Um, And in that process, I had more lab work done. I had x-rays done. I had all kinds of lab work. um, And it ended up coming that I am technically diagnosed as seronegative rheumatoid arthritis. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the problem that I have the most is I have always been a morning runner up until this point, because that's when I have the most time. Mm-hmm. But since um, everything's been happening, the morning and through the evening is when, like through the night, is when the pain in my legs is the most and the highest like the first hour or two of the day is or had been the most painful part of my day because I literally felt like a 90-year-old woman trying to get through my house, mm-hmm. um, taking the stairs two feet at a time, like step down, step down, step down, mm-hmm. step down. Like mm-hmm. I just felt like I had aged years in a matter of weeks. Wow. And so in that process, um, they actually ended up putting me on, I'm technically on a chemotherapy um, to reduce my immune system so that it will slow the progress of it attacking my joints. Mm-hmm. And so in that process, I now have been a couple weeks with the dosage that I'm at. And um, I have been relatively pain-free in the morning in my legs. And so I think that's probably a dose that my body is able to use really well. And it's enough that I'm able to be more pain-free. And so I'm hoping that that's at least at this point, going to work for my body for the long term until um, potentially something else comes up. 
So does so, but, that mean like by the end of the day, your your body is is more warmed up and and less and it's less painful? Yeah, it's like the first. I mean, at the beginning, like when I first was having the really bad pain, it was lasting a significant a part of the morning, like more than just a couple hours. Um, and it's mostly it's like it's just feeling like you ran a marathon every morning but it's not necessarily your muscles as much as it is like your knees and your hips my ankles and my feet Mm -hmm. and so it was just really difficult to get around the house in the morning like that morning bathroom stop was almost like impossible to really sit down and get back up pain-free like it was Mm -hmm. really just it was really detrimental to like my mental health at the same time because I was convinced that it was just in my head because all my levels are fine why am I in this much pain and then it comes back that my inflammatory levels were extremely high Mm -hmm. and so that was what was causing my joint pain at that point Mm -hmm. wow so so and with the the with a a six-year-old and and that one-year-old I'm thinking that it must be kind of tough to break away in the evening with the with the little kids so I mean did you have you know, a conversation with your partner before making the switch and kind of figuring out you know, roles and, and schedules and all that sort of thing? Yeah. Um, my husband, he works um, typical, somewhat atypical. He works nine to nine to seven or nine to eight um, mm. through the week. And so it was more or less a conversation with him just saying, hey, I can't run in the morning anymore. That's a time when I could otherwise get out and he would be home with the kids if there was any problem that came up. But since I have to wait or I have been waiting, I at this point am picking up the littlest at daycare around 5, 530. Um, my son is currently on a hybrid school schedule. So he's at home three days a week and then he's in school two days a week and I pick him up at four. So it's kind of like drop off pickups along the way. Mm-hmm. So once we get home, we have dinner. And then um, the littlest one, I usually try and get him ready for bed around 6.30. He's usually asleep pretty quickly after that. And then essentially, if I'm ready to go, I'm just dressed and waiting for my husband to walk in the door. Mm -hmm. Um, The big kid doesn't usually go to bed until 7.30, 8 o'clock. And so he's up with his dad for a little bit if I'm able to get out for my run at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes it's a little bit later. He tells me about his day. We kind of hash out some things before I end up getting out. Or it's to the point where I'm just being lazy and he's like, you really need to go run. I'm like, I know. He's like, just go. I'm like, I know. (laughs) So sometimes he really has to give me the boot, which I deserve, but yeah, it's hard some days, but I'm glad that he's, I definitely push him. He rides his trainer in the garage every night. And so we kind of trade off um, our son as far as like making sure he's getting ready for bed when I leave so he can be in bed before too long when he starts his workout. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So tell us about the safety gear you carry. Um, I know that like Jill, you're a fan of safety skin, but then you also have a really unique ring that you wear. I, I looked on the website and it looks serious ass, man. So yeah, you got, you got to tell us about what you wear and carry and all that stuff. Yeah. So most of the time, um, especially through the summer, um, I've been using the safety skin pretty predominantly. I'll put it just like a stripe down the front and the back of my legs. I put it even on my clothes and it stays on and doesn't just like rub off or flake off or anything. Um, I use that 
quite a bit in the summer. Um, when it gets a little colder, like right now we're in kind of a cold snap, I'd say. Um, I break out my two, I think it's Tuviso is my vest that I use. And it's just got the clasp on the front and it goes over your shoulder and crosses your back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've used that for years and years. My son even has one that's a kid's size that he wears when we go ride bikes and stuff. Um, and that's like a firework running down the street. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have the Knox Gear 360, but I don't use it as much because for me, I've had more issues with cars slowing down to observe me running. And so it's almost counterproductive in that instance that it almost gives me stress wearing it, then relieves it from people just being able to see me. Wait, um, do you mean, do you mean they're fascinated by the lights or they're like yeah. checking out your bomb? Okay. All yeah. Right. I've okay. had, okay. I've had cars like on streets that don't have sidewalks and I'm on the opposite side. I've had cars like come almost at me trying to figure oh, out what I am because oh it's gosh. like, there's different mm-hmm. settings. There's like the rainbow pattern, or yes. I usually just use the red, yellow, green, um, mm-hmm. like stoplight pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I was having more issues with people trying to figure out what I was flashing at them versus like anytime I wear reflective gear, it's like blatantly obvious that I'm coming at them and yeah. a yeah. runner in that situation. Oh my um, so right now, Um, while it's still warm ish out, I have been using, um, what's called a go guarded ring. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's basically a little, um, plastic silicone band that you can wear on your finger and it's got a harder plastic, like dagger looking thing on the end. Um, and I actually purchased two go guarded products, that one, as well as the pepper spray, um, handheld and I got the handheld closer to like this winter just because I realized that I wear mittens I wear turtle gloves and so um, I can't exactly wear a ring I guess I could try and wear a ring under the mitten but I don't know that it's going to have the efficacy otherwise if it was yeah. not under my glove mm-hmm. and so I ended up getting their handheld pepper spray dagger combo thing um, so that I can just wear it like I would my pepper spray on my hand um, and it's got the little plastic blade on the bottom. And so um, for me, at least with my rheumatoid arthritis, my wrists are like my worst, other than my legs in the morning, my wrists is, are kind of just like an all day um, issue, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like I have to pick up my kid, my one-year-old a little bit differently because mm-hmm. I can't pick him up with my hands because that puts too much pressure on my wrists. So my worry is that something may or may not happen when I'm on the run that I'm not going to necessarily be able to defend myself well enough Mm. with my wrist having the condition that they do. And so having something like a go guarded or other weapon type materials with me gives me some more security that I might better be able to defend myself if something were to happen when I'm on my run. Mm Makes so sense. I'm going to shift gears a little bit here and, and ask you a question I'm always curious about, which is was the, the food question. So how do you um, like, how do you eat and handle dinner before an evening run or do you eat dinner before or after, or how does that work for you? Yeah, I typically end up needing to eat um, well in advance. I've had many a uh, needing to or wanting to vomit on the run. Cause I definitely <laughs> ate way too close to my run. <laughs> or like the husband will make 
like Saturdays or I, I usually do my long runs on Sundays, but it ends up usually getting pushed back until the evening, even though I could do it justifiably earlier in the morning. It just usually gets pushed back until the end of the day, like always. Um, but then he usually wants to make a big dinner on Sunday evening, whether it's chicken wings on the smoker or things like that, that sound and taste really good, except mm-hmm. he wants to be eating at like six or seven o'clock at night. Well, when my run is at like seven thirty, eight o'clock, I just have like the worst heartburn and my stomach is not very happy with what I'm doing when I do that. And so usually mm-hmm. I'll end up, um, when I get the boys during the week and even on the weekends, time frame wise, the same time, about four or five o'clock, I will eat dinner or eat something more substantial at that point. Um, similar to like a morning run, I'll have like, like toast with banana and peanut butter or something that's light enough that's going to give me some calories and some energy without being super heavy and weigh me down like crazy. And then I'll usually end up having just something light when I get home, like a protein smoothie um, or something that I can blend up quickly that I can just like put down the hatch and not really think twice about. (laughs) Put down the hatch. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) So, so like I asked Jill, I mean, okay, so, so you, you work, you got, you got kids. I mean, okay. So, you know, your one son is in school part-time and the other one's at, at daycare, but still it, it's exhausting as uh, like, I need to tell you that. I mean, how do you summon, how do you channel your chi so that you can go out and run at the end of all that? Well, since COVID happened and everything else, I look back on when even I just had my one son and how I was able to get the miles in between breastfeeding, pumping, working, living, eating, breathing, all that kind of stuff. And I don't really don't know exactly how I made it happen because I had much larger training plans at that point. Um, with the two boys, um, I had Collins in July 2019. And then not too terribly long after that was when COVID really started picking up in the United States. So for a period of time, I was on furlough And I had both boys home because school got canceled. Kansas was one of the first states to just like outright cancel um, education programs to keep the kids separated and hopefully not be spreading the virus. Um, So I had both boys home for a period of time. Um, When summer came around, I still hadn't gotten my job back yet, but I ended up sending the boys to daycare and to like a summer camp situation for the older one for the summer. And so I had that time during the day. And at that point, I was just kind of recovering from the RA symptoms and trying to like figure out a quote unquote normal that I could have. Like, if I have this pain, how do I go about my day? Mm -hmm. Um, And then now that school's back in session, I'm still technically not back at work. um, And actually, I'm potentially going to lose my job and have to look for a new job. So I've still been home. So I haven't been that work stress hasn't been as prevalent Mm -hmm. more recently, but like I'm saying, I have no idea. I can't even hardly remember how I did training plan miles previously, even with one kid with a job and everything else and somehow keeping my house in somewhat cleanly order. 
Yeah, I think that's something we all wonder. How how did we ever do all of this anyway? I can't remember. (laughs) I just thought it was I just thought it was me because like I think about like how did I pack up large bags of our merch and go to expos? Like how did I you know like summon the energy to do that? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, it really is kind of baffling to me. Like I've done some I've done ultra training cycles with. I mean, I usually on the weekends would end up taking my son to Kansas City to stay with my in-laws so I could spend literally a day out on the trails doing my training runs for my longer miles. And I mean, that was every to every, every to every other weekend I was doing that. So it was a lot of time away from like home base, but I was able to have that support to help me be able to get those done. And even now, like I have to really structure and carve out the time to be able to really get any miles in so um you since you uh changed to running at night relatively recently we're wondering um is there any advice that you would give for for gals who are considering making the switch to running at the end of the day i mean yeah i i think it's a great time it's definitely a time when you can really decompress more um I run with like my aftershocks. So I usually listen to something in my ears, but it's usually at a volume that I can still hear everything around me, even down to crickets chirping on the Mm -hmm. sidewalk. Mm -hmm. Um, And that really finding things that help you feel comfortable in whichever way that is, whether it's um, making sure that you are visible to yourself and others, like having a light for you to see as well as reflective materials mm-hmm. for people to see you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how many bikers I've had like come at me cause I have no idea they're even there until they're literally right on top of me mm-hmm. um, just cause they have no reflective things mm-hmm. and my light can pick up reflective everything around me. So, I mean, if they were able to use those materials as well, then it wouldn't be so surprising, mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. quite a bit. Um, And then like with the go guarded things, like making sure that you feel safe in your own self. Mm -hmm. Um, I've taken self-defense classes a couple times over the past few years. Again, a lot of the things that they practice is people grabbing your wrist. And so that's my biggest concern for me is Mm -hmm. if something were to happen, how can I defend myself in the best way possible? And so having products like go guarded and there's other pieces I know, um, in some of my old Instagram posts, I had, I call them cat ears, but it's basically, it's almost like brass knuckles, but with like two little daggers on top. So it looks like a cat when you look at the piece itself. Um, but it's similar to the Go Guarded, but it's a metal frame. It's a little more rigid. Um, but anything that you need to carry to just make yourself feel confident that if something were to happen, you have the ability to protect yourself in any way that you can. Yeah. Yeah. Personal safety is whatever makes you feel personally safe. That's, that's Mm -hmm. the crucial thing. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for sharing your experiences with us. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. And stay safe out there. Thank you. Keep up the miles. Our final evening runner is Abigail Mangum. She like Jill is one of our BAM ambassadors and Abigail is a personal trainer and a mom of three littles, ages six, five, and two. Abigail and her family live in Grand Junction, Colorado. And like Lindsay, our last guest, she's been a runner for about six years, but Abigail has been a nighttime runner for four of those years. Thanks for joining us, Abigail. Thank you for having me. 
Hi, Abigail. So you're a runner and also a personal trainer. Tell us about how you yes. became a personal trainer. Um, oh, long story, sort of. Um, so I worked out in college, but mostly to lose weight. And then I moved out to Colorado, fell in love with being outside out here, and then ended up having my first baby and then another one 12 months later. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, for me, getting outside just became a real sanity saver. Um, and I joined a group of moms who did fitness and pretty quickly just fell in love with being with them all the time, um, did a lot of workouts with them, a lot of running with them. And then the owner asked me to come on as an instructor. So I went and I ended up getting certified as a personal trainer, um, most, mostly because it was cheaper. <laughs> and then um, um, really loved training with them and have gone on to take on personal training clients. And um, so yeah, that's how I got started with personal training. Nice, nice. So um, you told me you got started running in the evening because your baby's, because your baby's not sleeping well. So take us, yes. back, take us back to those days and nights. So like I said, I had the two that were 12 months apart mm-hmm. and uh, my second was actually a preemie. That's why they were 12 months apart. And she was born at 32 weeks oh, boy. Um, and she had major gut problems. Um, she had major abdominal surgery when she was five weeks old mm. um, and her nerves weren't all the way developed. Mm. So basically for about two and a half years, sleeping was just terrible. She um, was up every, you know, hour to an hour and a half. Um, So up six to eight times a night. And it was just really painful (laughs) Uh to wake up in the morning and to go running. It was just like, I can't, I mean, she would be up by 5am like for the day after a night like that. And it was just too impossible. But for myself, I still needed the outlet of running, of getting outside, um, of being some by myself. So when my husband came home, I would go out after, usually the evening time, she would sleep for a couple hours. So I would go then and um, get my run in. So that's how I started. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That must have been just so challenging. Yes, it was. It sounds exhausting. (laughs) It was exhausting. (laughs) Yes. Wow. Wow. And that's when you really realize that it's a 24 hour clock, that it's not like there's any yes. reset time that just keeps going oh, and no. going, going. We um, said we will never take for granted sleeping through the night. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> so that's why there's that little bit of la- lag time before you had the third baby. So. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, so, but um, you also told me that you find running in the evening and I'm quoting here, refreshing versus yes. running in the morning, you call it tiring. So yes, that, that is as a morning runner, I find that intriguing because I find it very um, energizing. So, so talk about, hmm. talk about it. So I used to be a morning person in college. So this is why I'm curious as I get older, how hmm. things will go for me. But basically I get up in the morning and I just feel like I'm running to come home to, to all the stress that's there, Uh like getting uh everybody up and ready in the day and husband off to work and everything. Um, so I end up just feeling like I can't walk. I can't relax. I just have Uh to get all the miles in and get back as fast as I can. Uh Um, whereas in the evening, 
pretty much all the time, at least Henry, he's the two-year-old, is down asleep. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes the girls then, you know, they're chilling. So I can go and I can go as long as I want. And he'll put them to bed if they, if I don't get back in time or else I'll come and I'll give them a good night kiss. Um, so it feels like the pressure is off. And if I want to add a couple extra miles, I can do that. And it doesn't feel like I have to be back at a certain time. So it's just, it's just very cleansing for me mm. to just run at the end of the day when there's nothing else to do except for sit on the floor and stretch and watch a movie. You're making a very compelling case. It's really nice to come. Everybody be asleep and nobody asking me any questions. There's nothing to do. Like it's done. I leave the door and I'm done with what I have to do for the day. And it's amazing. Mm. So now talk about um, uh, fueling. Like do you eat mm -hmm. for um, an evening run or after? How does that work for you? Most of the time it's, you know, an hour to an hour and a half after dinner. So I don't do anything extra. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, and, maybe and a noon. It, I might sits, do noon. It but. sits in your, sits in your stomach. Okay. Yep. Hmm. I'm pretty, my digestion is pretty good, <laughs> which I'm really thankful for. And you, one of our earlier guests said that she sometimes plans her meals, depending on knowing what workout she's going to do that evening. Do you ever do that? Like, oh, okay, I'll just have something kind of lighter because I have a big workout or, or are you like me, you just have an iron gut and you don't have to worry about that? Pretty much. I probably have an iron gut. Possibly. Mm -hmm. I also don't eat a lot of carbs at dinner, not like heavy carbs. Mm -hmm. um, if I'm going to have heavy carbs, I'll eat them at lunch. So most of the time at dinner, it, they are lighter for me anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then after a hard workout, do you ever come back and um, refuel? I most of the time do. Um, there's actually a hot chocolate on one of the nutrition podcasts you guys did. Oh. Um, and she talked about using oat milk and honey and cocoa powder. Oh. Um, so I do that a lot. And I also love like the Fit Aid recovery drinks. Mm. Um, so I do those as well. Oh, nice. Nice. That sounds very mm -hmm. tasty. Um, mm -hmm. So we got a question on Facebook from Autumn and um, she just kind of wants to know how the evening routine with your kids is. So is this something that you just voiced onto your husband and say like, okay, bath time, you know, reading books, that's your deal, honey. Or, I mean, do you kind of, you know, rejigger things? Mm -hmm. So I get dressed before dinner. I at least have to have my sports bra on before dinner because if I have to change bras, I'm not going. <laughs> Wait, uh, so you have, uh, you have other things on other than just your yes, sports bra at dinner. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes of course. <laughs> um, but I'll be mostly in my running clothes before dinner um, and then we'll do dinner and then I'll most of the time do the evening routine myself. Mm. Um, so like I said, oftentimes I completely put Henry to bed mm -hmm. and then the girls might be in their pajamas, completely ready for bed, chilling on the couch with a book. Mm -hmm. Um, or they'll, you know, do something with Dan, but most of the, then all the, yeah, the bedtime routine I've done, it's just, they're not actually in bed yet. Mm -hmm. Um, Aubrey is my six-year-old and she will often ask me to come back in time to give her a night kiss. Mm -hmm. Um, so depending on the mileage, um, she'll wait up for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is hilarious because she does not like me to snuggle with her because she says I stink. <laughs> so she'll <laughs> specify, mom, I want a kiss, but not a snuggle when you get back. <laughs> <laughs> it's very hilarious. Um, so I'll often put her, like, put her down to bed right when I get back. Um, and then my middle child loves to go to bed with Dan. So she, she's great with him putting her down. So she'll go down while I'm gone. 
My so my kid hated the stinkiness too, and like her first paragraph she ever said to me was, um, well, "I had come back from a run," and she said, "Hot and sweaty. I don't like it. Change." Oh, <laughs> change. <laughs> yes, I definitely upped my deodorant game when the kids started talking. <laughs> They're like, "Mom, you stink all the time." <laughs> <laughs> so you live in Colorado and I'm curious about so you're running at night in Colorado I'm curious about a couple of things like it does the weather cooperate year-round and also like what's the safety issues like you know are there cars are there critters like how do you deal with all that so weather yeah weather can be hard like we just had a big snowstorm mm-hmm. on Sunday so like my run last night I didn't go out Monday night or Sunday night because it was so much snow still. Mm-hmm. Um, but then yesterday I went out and there was just a, a few places I had to go around trees or ice. Um, but my routes at night are going to always have sidewalks. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to worry as much about cars. And then pr- pretty well, people clear their sidewalks pretty well here. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, randomly have a house or two that haven't cleared um, but most of the time on my normal night routes, they're not really a problem. Um, as far as the cold, I feel like it's warmer going out in the evening because then we've had the sun to warm up all day. That's another reason I don't like to go in the morning because mm. it's so cold mm-hmm. um, versus when I leave at night, it might be above freezing still, <laughs> which is mm. really nice because mm-hmm. um, the, yeah, the sun is so warm in Colorado. It right. just warms everything up during the day. Um, and then like animals, I run with the deer. I see the deer every single time I run and I love that part. (laughs) They're like my running buddies. Um, so we have a whole herd that lives in our neighborhood and, um, sometimes I'll pass them. Like if it's still light out, you'll see like 50 of them in the field, just right down the road. It's amazing. Um, and then other animals, I mean, the neighbor told me there was a mountain lion and that kind of freaks mm. me out at one part. <laughs> mm, yeah. Every time I like pass her house, I'm like, oh, there was a mountain lion there a month ago. Um, but my reasoning is the mountain lion will attack deer probably before a flashing person. <laughs> so <laughs> that's my hope at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, but you, you did tell me um, that you carry pepper spray. Is that right? I do. Yes. And yeah. have you ever had to use it? Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. I just carry it because it, yeah, it helps me when I am, if I'm scared, just be like, hey, I have this. I'm good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that you run only on sidewalks at night. So you're saying if you run on the weekends, um, maybe you change your schedule and you run while it's light out, you will yeah. run on maybe a different route. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I most of the time run. I love running trails, which you can't really do in the dark. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's why I do the trails usually on the weekend. Mm-hmm. And then I, I mentioned in the intro, I, um, or I, get, I don't know when I said it, but was saying that, that it seems um, not so dark once you get out there. Like, mm-hmm. do, you, do you find that to be the case that it, that the dark oh, isn't yes. as oppressive as it seems as when you're inside a lit house? Oh no, not at all. Yeah. You walk out and it's just a few minutes and I'm like, I don't even need my light. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, okay, I probably do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, once you go out, I mean the stars, oh, and the night, the days that it's a full moon mm-hmm. and the moon just like shines. It's just, it's just phenomenal. I, I love it. Mm-hmm. We've, 
I've talked, I listened to something recently that was talking about how we have lost touch with the night sky because mm. we spend so much time in our houses. And I think of that now, every time I run, I do think that's part of the reason I love it. Cause I'm just able to be outside in the night sky. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just feels so refreshing and beautiful and lovely. And mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've run in the early mornings, not at night, but, but there are a good portion of the year where it's completely dark when I start and when I finish. And when that full moon is lighting up the, um, the, you know, the ground and everything, it really is really cool. You like feel like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm getting this special world that, yes. that you know, people who are sleeping aren't getting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so I'm wondering, do you have any um, words of wisdom that you'd offer up to other nighttime runners? To other nighttime runners, I think that we do have to think about what happened that day. Um, and so sometimes speed work just doesn't happen on the night that I planned it because of whatever <laughs> the day was like. And so giving myself more grace to have more easier runs when I run in the dark um, seems to be helpful for me rather than doing a lot of pushing um, after a busy day can just end up to be more exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, so spending that time to, to view it as a reset and um, finishing strong in your day. Mm. Yeah. Finish strong. It's one of my mantras. I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we might've even had a, I don't know. I might sign books that way. I don't know. Uh, so. Well, awesome. It was great talking with you, Abigail. Thank you so much. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Stay safe out there. Bye-bye. All right, Tish, you gonna, you gonna switch to being a nighttime runner? I was just going to ask you the same thing, Sarah. <laughs> Are you feeling inspired to start, start running at night? Um, I'm going to get my enjoying the night sky. Cause you know, that was very compelling that, that I think there is something special about being out in the, the dark. And as Jill was saying, the first guest talking about how you hear different things, but for me, that's in the morning. Cause I just, I, I'm just like a downward slope on a graph. Like by the end of the evening, I just have no energy. And I, well, I, I, I like our last guest's um, idea of uh, giving yourself the grace mm-hmm. to um, let, you know, let your run be whatever it needs to be. So mm-hmm. if it's, you know, at the end of a long, hard day, just like saying, all right, I'm not going to push myself. And I think yeah. that's also true in the morning, right? Like some days mm-hmm. you wake up and go like, all right, just getting your run done is going to be enough today. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I like yep. that idea. Yeah. But it sounds like maybe we'll still keep our alarms set early. <laughs> <laughs> I did run at night uh, when, when I was, um, but that was pre-kid, you know, and, and now yeah. I'm like, you know, it's like, no way I'm, I'm in bed by 930 and I'm out like a light pretty soon. Right. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to hear how the other, the other half lives though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Yes. Yes. So, well, all right. If you enjoy our show, please leave us a five-star rating and a brief positive review wherever you listen to podcasts. That really helps other people find our show and, and think it sounds intriguing and, you know, um, and they want to listen and then we can grow our audience. And we really appreciate that. Our podcast today was produced in Portland, Oregon by Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures. Many happy miles, whatever time you're doing them. Mm -hmm.